So let's talk about this. I pre-ordered books in advance and they all flopped for me. As we embark on this journey together, we need your support in ensuring our quest continues to flourish. Here are a few ways you can help us. One, subscribe. Make sure to hit your subscribe button on your favorite podcast platform. By subscribing, you'll never miss an episode and you'll be the first one to know the new adventures released in the realm of fantasy. Two, rate and review. Leave us a glowing review on your podcast platform of your choice. Your feedback not only fills our hearts with joy, but also helps other fantasy enthusiasts discover our podcast and join in our adventure. Three, share with fellow adventurers. Spread the word about Brooktrovert Reader Podcasts. Share our episodes on social media, recommend us to your friends, and engage in conversations about your favorite moments. Four, support us through subscriptions. Your support makes it possible for us to continue bringing you captivating content. Your support keeps the magic alive. Head over to my website to get started today. By subscribing, rating, reviewing, and sharing, you become an integral part of our quest to celebrate the beauty of fantasy literature. Together, let's ignite the imaginations of countless dreamers and create a haven where stories come to life. I'm Charity, Booktrovert Reader. Thank you for joining my channel, all where all the introverts gather together to talk about books. And I'm excited to talk to you about some highly anticipated books that I was so looking forward to talking about. And it just flopped, like flopped in my world. Okay. So if you're new to my channel, definitely like and subscribe this uh, video. I would love for you to join the Booktrovert community and to also get quick updates about all the videos that I'm going to be doing in the future. I would love to have you, so definitely join. Kind of give you context. I am one of those people that's always late to the game when it comes to books. I just don't buy books when it first released because a lot of times, A, they're more expensive when they're first released. So I like to kind of wait six months to a year to buy a book because it's a little cheaper and the hype has gone down and everything. And it, or and that's another point too, is that I don't get books because if it's super hyped, I just don't like to jump on that train. Well, I decided to jump on that train for four different books. All four of those books have flopped majorly for me. I'm not saying these books are terrible. They're just not what my expectations was in going into that particular book. And the reason why I pre-ordered these books was because of the fact that all these books were really majorly hyped on Book Talk or Bookstagram, or I really enjoyed the second or the first book of the series. And I was like, okay, let me go ahead, pre-order this next book because it's very hyped and I don't want to have to look around for this copy or get a spoiler for any of these books when I'm, you know, as I'm waiting to read this book. So I was like, you know what? I want to order these books. It's going to come to me in the mail and I'm going to read within a week or two of buying these books. And I did do that for every single one of these. But some reason, all the books that I pre-ordered six months in advance just kind of let me down a little bit. I, I know this is a hate-love relationship on this book, but the first one is Iron Flame by Rebecca Yaros. Now, I was kind of impartial with Fourth Wing, but I did enjoy it. I did like the story, how unique it was, how it's told about dragons and everything. But when it got to Iron Flame by Rebecca Yaros, 
I did not like it that much. I will say that the first 250 pages, I seriously thought this book would be better than Fourth Wing because I love how she was telling the story and everything. But then once it got past the 250 page mark, it just went downhill for me. I heard that the word count is a lot higher than this in the House of Earth and Blood by Sarah J. Mass. It took me a lot longer to finish this book just because it, it, I mean, there was a lot more words on a page compared to, you know, other, other books that I usually read. Some of the points that I didn't like about this book was the, the woman on woman hate. The first book in Fourth Wing, I really enjoyed it because there was a lot of women camaraderie. It, Violet's adversaries weren't another woman or anything like that. So when it got to the second book and they were fighting over a man in the middle of a war, it just seemed petty. And I just lost interest is in the characters and Violet. Now, I honestly believe that this book, Rebecca Yaros did rush to publish this book. I and mean, if you think about it, the first book was published in May and the second book was published in November. And she raced to get that thing published. And I personally feel that the second book suffered a little bit concerning the pacing and the plot of the story in this book. I'm not saying it's not bad. And I feel like there's a lot of little nuggets in there that could be really good. But I just felt like it was rushed and could have been edited down just a little bit more. And I think this would have been a good story. Now, I'm looking forward to reading her other books in the series because I know this is a five book series. So I am looking forward to reading the third book. And I'm just hoping that this is kind of a a fluke in my world and that she's going to continue writing good books. I read one of her romances. I know she can write. So I'm hoping it will reflect in the next one. I would say the next one is my biggest disappointment. I mean, this is probably like the rest of them. I was like, okay, it's good, but I'm not going to been on a shape about it. But the one book that I would say I got really upset with is A Curse for True Love by Stephanie Garber. I really fell hard for book two, The Ballad of Never After. I loved that book. The ending was finesse. And I loved how she ended that one on this cliffhanger. And you're kind of wondering what's going to happen. And you're just like, oh, I got to get that third book. And the third book came. And it was so disappointing to me. First off, Evangeline and Jax were hardly together in this book. And I think that's what really disappointed me because in the second book, they had a lot of time together, developing that relationship, that that tension between the characters of Jax being the, the Jax of heart and being able to kiss anybody, only his true love and all this stuff. And when we got to the third book, it wasn't really about that anymore. It was about Apollo's point of view and Evangeline getting her memory back. And to me, I just didn't care for that. I just, I wanted more Jax and Eva, Eva Jax. <laughs> and I didn't get enough of that. And plus two, the ending was kind of unsatisfactory because we spent three books not being able to, Jax and Eva being together. And then all of a sudden they're just like, there to go, moving on. And I just didn't really think that was a very satisfactory ending. And give me the, the what I really wanted out of the Once Upon a Broken heart series. I had to second guess myself on that. I keep saying once upon a time, the TV show, but no, not that. 
I didn't really care for Apollo's timeline. Yes, it was unique because he was kind of the the bad guy in this book, but with so much of the POV and not enough Jax and Eva, it just didn't feel very good to me. It was an easy read, but I didn't enjoy it as, as much as the first and second book. And I felt like almost, and I hate saying this, but I'm going to say it, it felt like it discredited the whole series with this book. I just didn't like it. I, I can't wait for Stephanie Garber's other books. It, it kind of hinted for a new series. I'm looking forward to reading about it and hopefully we'll get it. Um, I know she's like releasing a novella, a Christmas novella of the Carabajal series. I don't really care for that either, but I might read it. Depends. Once Upon a uh, Broken Heart was mine, but this one let me down a little bit. I'll probably just reread first and second book, but never finish the third. So the next one is Ruthless Vows by Rebecca Ross. I was hoping a little bit more. This one, I would say I'm not disappointed, but at the same time, my expectations weren't met. It's the same issue as A Curse for True Love. They didn't spend a lot of time together. The The first previous book, Divine Rivals, spent a great time together and building that relationship up. And this one, because of the circumstances of where the first book left off and to this one, it just didn't focus on what we fell in love with the first book. And I really wish that we could have spent more time with Roman and Iris's love story. Now, I would say that we did get an epilogue that kind of wrapped it all up. It was good. I really enjoyed the wrap up to that. We needed that closure for this duology. I'll link this video below of my full thoughts on Ruthless Val, but I do feel like this could have been a trilogy over a duology because Rebecca Ross had such a great way of building a, a unique fictional world that I felt like we could have died more into that, dived into the conflict of the war and dive into the conflict between Iris and Rome and, you know, trying to find their way to each other or then they do eventually, but then they work together to fight the war I don't know. I, I felt like there could have been more and I felt like a duology really did a disservice to this. That's my personal opinion. It still was enjoyable. I wouldn't say I would be rushing to reread this, but I I think it didn't satisfactorily, but it still kind of disappointed me a little bit. Next one. I The House of Flame and Shadow by Sarah J. Mass. So this is another one where I read the second book, The House of Sky and Breath, and I was really pumped for this th third book because it left us in total shock and awe of the second book. And I love the multiple POVs and the moving timelines and the moving story plots that was all within this book. And then we got to the third book and it, it just wasn't the same. I'll link my blog article. I did write about my opinions on it because it has spoilers and I don't want to talk too much about the spoilers in this book, but it just, the relationships were the same. You were constantly questioning the actions of the characters and wondering why are they making the dumb decisions that they're making. And I didn't really enjoy this. And plus it just felt long. It felt long. That's more of my personal problem. I know for me, I can get easily burned out on really large books. And I was getting to the point where I was actually having, <laughs> I had a dream about wearing wings at one point, And then I knew I was in this Crescent City world a little too long. 
just didn't enjoy it as the second book. And I don't think it was as good as the first and second one, to be honest with you. And this is the first time we didn't spend all day figuring out Danica's lies or what she was keeping away from Bryce. And the ending was a little too happy. <laughs> happy. Yes. The, it, I know I heard from somebody, another book talker, that Sarah J. Mass is very known for her happy endings. And this was like the official happy ending of happy endings. Like everything worked out perfectly. No casualties, nothing. Everything worked out well. And I didn't really enjoy it as well. I'm very that person that likes a melancholy ending where it is a happy ending, but there's repercussions to what happened in the plot. And we didn't get that. Everything is perfect. And also, the ending was slightly predictable just because Cher J. Mass kind of repeated a scene that happened in the Akatar series. So it just felt like you couldn't like, oh, no, what happened? What's going to happen? No, you don't because you're like, oh, we know what's going to happen because this happened before. I wish I could return it. I, I don't plan ever to reread this again. I mean, maybe the two first just realized my book sleeve is upside down. But I I liked the very beginning of it. You know, call me weird, but when, you know, the dungeon scene, you know, you know. Um, I think that was just the most character building moment that was humorous, but really serious at the same time. And I think that scene was really great. In uh, Lydia, I, I know I want to watch one book talker that said that Lydia was the must have back pain because she carried the whole story, which I almost uh, I believe I do. Yeah, I just this is kind of OK. So those are the books that I pre-ordered that I was disappointed by. It just shows that I'm I shouldn't be pre-ordering books until the hype is gone and I'm I go into this book a little less expectations. I think that's where it got me is that I had high expectations because I was in the middle of the hype. And, you know, I waited and waited for these books to come in. So which of these books would you say that let you down if you read it? Or what was another highly anticipated book that you got and that that let you down? So definitely let me know what your thoughts are. And please subscribe and like to my channel. And I'll see you next time. Bye, readers. Thank you readers for listening to my podcast on fantasy books. I hope you're enjoying the content and finding it helpful in discovering new books to read. If you have a moment, please consider leaving a review on your favorite podcast platform. Also, don't forget to follow me on Instagram at booktrovertreader to stay updated on new episodes and other book-related content. Thank you again for your support and happy reading.